Money Roots is made possible by the support of our sponsor, Rooted Planning Group. Are you ready to take control of your financial future? Look no further than Rooted Planning Group, your trusted partner in financial well-being. At www.rootedpg.com, you'll discover a wealth of resources and expertise to help you thrive financially. Rooted Planning Group specializes in personalized financial planning, investment management, and retirement strategies. They understand that every financial journey is unique, and they're here to guide you every step of the way. With a team of experienced advisors, Rooted Planning Group is committed to helping you cultivate a secure and prosperous future. Visit www.rootedpg.com today to learn more about how Rooted Planning Group can help you grow your money roots. Every week, it's my goal to share a story of someone's journey through their life and financial vineyard. We take you from their roots to the journey of their vines and the influences in the air that have helped craft their delicious lives. Like wine, life, and finances have different palettes that should be celebrated and not judged. Welcome to this edition of Wine and Dime with Amy Irvine. Today's guest is Nancy Stevens, and I will tell you, this is one that I have really been looking forward to recording. And when you listen to this, I'm sure you'll hear the excitement in my voice when we geek out on wine together. Nancy and her husband are regional vice presidents of the Wine Society for the American Wine Society. Nancy and I spend about 15 or so minutes just talking about wine and then we venture into how she came to build a successful integrative medicine business out of a diagnosis of her son. This is a fun episode. Nancy's a fun person and and as I mentioned on the podcast, uh, just for full disclosure, I did indeed become a member of the American Wine Society. I'm guessing you guys are not surprised by that. I'm thrilled to have been introduced to Nancy, and I'm so excited to learn more about wine with a group of other people. So please sit on back and grab your favorite wine and enjoy this show. Hello, Wine and Dime listeners. Once again, welcome to the show. Today's guest is Nancy Stabens. Nancy is part of the American Wine Society. So does anybody need me to say anything more about why I asked her to be on the show? I am so very excited to have Nancy on the show. I'm terrified that this is going to go two hours in a sense because we're talking about one of my favorite topics and also one of hers. And I don't mean that really. I'm excited to have her. Um, Nancy and I were introduced by a prior guest, and I'm so thrilled to have you here um, sharing your wisdom. Nancy, thank you for taking time out of your schedule to be with us. Oh, it's a pleasure, truly. I'm very excited to talk about wine, um, and I also like talking about finances. So it's both levels. Perfect marriage. (laughs) I'm looking at Nancy and I are actually on Zoom at the moment, and I'm looking at the picture behind her, and I'm trying to figure out what wine bottle she has on her shelf. (laughs) Here, you know what I can do? I can reverse this so you can see. This is our, um, let me turn on a light because we're in an office. Um, These are our benchmark wines that we've had, they're all empty. So uh, as you can see, it's very full. 
And, uh, and we even have a couple of beers because, um, you know, we went to Santa Fe last fall for five weeks and oh, we wow. did this brewery that was really quite wonderful. So, yeah, so we have, and this one, I don't know if I can show you, I gotta see how, here it is. We actually had COVID-19 on it. This is a Chateauneuf de Pop, uh, 2000, uh, let me see what year is it? It's 2011. It's a very high-end um, view telegraph. So it's a beautiful wine that we have had um, for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And we decided when the when this COVID-19 came uh, to visit, we decided that once a week we were going to open up a good bottle from our wine cellar. Nice. So, uh, yeah. So this one, we saved the bottle because it really was stunning. It was, we were supposed to have some friends over for dinner and of course we couldn't. So I said, well, let's have the dinner anyway. So I made lamb chops and uh, it was just a magnificent dinner. So uh, we had that beautiful bottle of wine and it was uh, spectacular. It was, it was really good. So I always ask the question, what are you drinking or what are your favorites right now? And I think you just told us. <laughs> well, that one, I actually am a dry white drinker. You know, I prefer, um, you know, Pinot Gris. I like, um, I like rosés. I like uh, dry Rieslings. Uh, my husband, um, we're very fortunate. My husband is a wine judge. And he got a certification through the American Wine Society, which is why we got involved with um, with AWS. And um, we have been very fortunate to do a lot of international travel because of um, of his wine judging. So we get to try some pretty spectacular wines. And um, so, do I do I just drink one? Um, I told my husband once, I said, it would be a terrible thing to not taste something mm-hmm. because I'm being closed-minded. You know, mm-hmm. I, I have a responsibility that every time if someone says, oh, you've got to try this, that they know something that I may not know. And it mm-hmm. would be, uh, it just would not be, uh, it'd be a disappointment to me. You know, mm-hmm. try it, see if I like it. And and learn about it. So whenever I drink wine now that someone says, you know, take a taste and I am, that's probably a thing of the past. We won't be drinking out of other people's glasses for quite some time. <laughs> here, but, you know, so I, I'll try it um, for the education of it. And the AWS is based on education. And we've been very fortunate that every year they have a conference and we go to these conferences and they have speakers from all over the world that come and talk about wine. And so we get to, we've gotten to do our international travel with Jeff Judging, plus we get to travel once a year for the conference and get to connect with 700 of the members and have these amazing, amazing wines that you just can't get anywhere else. So... So, so how, um, I mean, so I, I have my favorites, like, you know, I'm a very biased to the Finger Lakes area, but that's not to say that I don't love trying different regions. And I love trying different regions that I've never heard of. Like if something like who would know that Michigan or, or the one that you and I talked about at one point in time that Lubbock's Texas, I mean, who Mm -hmm. would think that wine would come out of those areas, but in reality, they have quite a a wine region. So Mm -hmm. I love 
one of the things that I love about wine is it's just like life. It's about the journey of it. It's about exploring different regions and your palate and, and figuring out like, wow, you never expected. I remember a few years ago, I discovered, discovered quote unquote for me, discovered wines coming out of South Africa. And I was like, man, they know what they're doing. (laughs) Holy crow. Like forget Australia Pinot Noirs. Give me a South Africa Pinot Noir any day. (laughs) Like that was just something that, you know, I sort of go through these phases with. And, but I am partial to the Finger Lakes wine. I believe in our area wholeheartedly, and I don't think it always, it's starting to, but I don't think it always gets the attention. So I always like to mention a wine that I'm drinking from our region. And um, actually this evening, I am going to be drinking a Lake Cuca, which a lot of people um, aren't familiar with that wine. It's actually uh, bottled and produced by the Lake Cuca Wine Company in Hammondsport, which is also known as Bully Hill. And a lot of people don't recognize Bully Mm -hmm. Hill as a dry red wine company, which is Mm -hmm. why they sub-labeled it so that, you know, there's, there is a distinction, Mm -hmm. but it is peppery. It's a blend, which I, I, um, I do like a lot of blends. It's peppery. It's very fruit forward, um, goes great with pizzas, steaks, chicken wings. I mean, anything like that. So it's, so we're, we do tend to, when we're just like everyday kind of wine, that tends to be the one that we will go to. And then if not that one, then the Cab Franc at Lakewood would be my second yeah. sort of, those two tend to be, um, you know, like, if I just don't know what I want, I will go there. But I also am the type of person that loves to go to like Total Wine or GCP or any of the like big outlets sure. and just spend hours walking up and down the aisle looking for the most unique wine descriptions or wine regions that I haven't ever tried before and picking off the shelf there. So that's the kind of creature you're dealing with. And to hear you say that, you know, you've traveled internationally and you get to go to all these wine competitions. I, I think I said, I'm a little in, um, jealous. I believe that was the word I said <laughs> with all of the experiences that you guys get to have. How did you get involved in this? Like what was the journey for that? Well, it really started out with my husband's education. He retired. And he retired, um, I think it's been seven years now. And he said as part of his retirement, he wanted to go back to school. And so the AWS offered this, um, offers an amazing three-year program for wine judging. So he ended up doing that, um, got his certification. He's recertified since, because every five years you have to recertify. And then um, I got involved only because I'm a, I'm a nurse, so I'm a people person, and I love being around um, other people. And we ended up uh, becoming regional vice presidents of the American Wine Society. So we're in charge of a good portion of New York State. So I hear what you're saying. As a matter of fact, my husband and I have been um, emailing the past couple days because I don't know if you know what the Rosé Soiree is. The Rosé Soiree happens every June in Geneva, and it's all the Finger Lakes wineries bring just their rosés. And you 
but get a How ticket. How did I miss this? How well, have I missed this? <laughs> it's an amazing event. They give you a glass and you get to walk up and down the street and you get to try all these amazing rosés. Well, of course, this year it's canceled. Um, so we're going to do it on Zoom. So we're working with um, the different wineries. Uh, you know, we're figuring out what wines we want and to try and figure out, should we have a liquor store ship it? Or can people purchase them from the individual wineries? Mm -hmm. So we have some amazing rosés in the Finger Lakes. We have amazing Rieslings in the Finger Lakes. When my husband judges in uh, Strasbourg, France every year, and we bring the entries from New York State with us in our suitcase. Um, And we bring Rieslings and uh, Anthony Road got a gold Mm -hmm. one year uh, for their artist series. Last year, McGregor, I saw you had a McGregor mug. Um, We had McGregor um, just um, lost out. It was technically a silver, which in um, when you're judging white wines of the world, to get a silver is pretty pretty big. But they only give a certain percentage. So he ended up not getting the silver Mm -hmm. because it was, you know, 30% get gold, 30% get silver, and that's it. And the ones of the gold that got the 30%, the remainder of that 30%, and how I understand it, become silvers. So so he ended up not getting a, uh, he ended up not getting a silver, but we told him it was, because we went around and specifically picked out wines Mm -hmm. um, that we felt would um, do well. And John had the semi-dry Riesling that was outstanding. It was so outstanding. And we said to him, just say, you know, we really want to bring this. And it was a $10 bottle, you know, it wasn't even a very expensive bottle, but it was really just amazing. So it was really just because of paperwork that Mm. he didn't get the silver, but he technically, it's a silver in our book as far as I'm concerned. Sure, sure. So so again, you know what, excuse me, I want to go grab the dog. Yeah. No, no, go see Daddy. Jeff, would you call Kitty? I'm because I'm on a Zoom meeting and she's barking. Okay, go see Daddy. <laughs> All right, thank you. This is why we love editing. <laughs> I know. So, uh, that's why I thought it doesn't make sense for her to continue to bark. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so uh, we do love our Finger Lakes, and we're so this rose soiree that is nor- normally happens. We are working on doing it virtually, so we'll see what happens. I think it's going to be a, a great success. I just got to figure out how yeah, to do it. Now, now, how can people like me, you know, how can we sign up for something like that since it's virtual? Would we be able to uh, do like a you kit? or not because you're not a member of the American Wine Society. Um, and that's mainly because, um, you know, there's some issues with Zoom and we purchased a license so that all the people that, our um, AWS members, uh, that's perk, you know, that's a perk. We've had some magnificent Zoom meetings um, because obviously we can't meet. So Mm -hmm. uh, we just had one, uh, the Syracuse chapter of the um, AWS had a meeting on uh, Tuesday night that we were part of and the theme was pizza and wine. And so we made uh, tart flambe, (laughs) we made tart flambe and we had a wine from Alsace that we brought home. And so that's what, you know, we had. 
the tart flambe in Alsace was much better. <laughs> you know, my tart flambe left a lot to be desired, but it was the thought of it because the, um, the competition in Alsace was canceled this year. It was supposed to be in uh. June. So, you know, so that too, you know, everything is um, kind of on hold and we have to be creative in how we find our fun and how we connect. So if somebody is, um, so how do you become a member? Like you're saying this is for members. How do you become a member? It's very easy to become a member. You can go to the website and sign up to become a member. It is, um, I think it's $65 for a year. And for that $65, um, you will be connected with someone like my husband and I, or you don't have to. There's some people that don't want to be part of a chapter. They just want to be able to get the emails and to be able to take advantage of some of the buying power of the American Wine Society because we have 7,000 members. And so, and they just want to go for the education. So there's a lot of different reasons why people join. I personally think it's the best $65 you could spend. You know, I, it's a bargain. When you think of what they do for us, there's, there's a magazine that comes out. Uh, it started uh, back in 19, oh boy, I'm gonna hope I don't blow this. I think it's 1969. Um, it started, uh, or was it 67, with Constantine Frank uh, started the American Wine Society. Local to our area, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we have a huge contingent in our area. My husband and I were responsible for 13 chapters up until last, uh, last July, and we split it with someone else because it was, we were driving around to meetings and yeah. we just couldn't go to them all. And we loved it. We actually bought a motorhome so that we could travel and bring the dog. <laughs> so, you know, we could go and, you know, have wine, be able to sleep in the tra in the motorhome and we wouldn't have to worry about driving. So, uh, and it was, it's been a great experience. We really have met a lot of wonderful, wonderful people and they're brilliant, you know, and they all bring something different to the table. So it's never a bore. And these aren't people that are experts necessarily. They're not sommeliers. Oh, They're just people like me. They, they like wine. They want to yep. explore different kinds. They want to be educated behind it. They want to hear what other people are drinking, why they're drinking it, other regions that they've tried, right? I mean, they're just everyday people. Right. That's right. We did a, um, we did a meeting prior to COVID-19 where we had, um, we went to Michigan two years ago and we were shocked, like you had said in the beginning about Michigan, who, who would have thought? And we spent three weeks there and we ended up having an amazing wine experience. And we brought back five cases of wine <laughs> and it, we did a tasting for our members. Um, and so we, and these wines were beautiful, but now it was two years. We have a wine yeah. cellar and stored good, but I called each winemaker to when I we were going to give this presentation, every single winemaker got back to me. Every single one, because we wanted to know, all right, how is it aging? It's two years old. How's it doing? And, you know, it is cool climate. And uh, they were wonderful. So they were very receptive to us promoting Michigan wines. Well, why wouldn't they? But mm -hmm. they, um, it was just great. Some wineries will give discounts to AWS members. They don't have to. Mm -hmm. You know, you and it's really up to the individual winery. Sometimes if you say you remember the American Wine Society, you might get 
someone in the tasting room that might know just a little more. Mm-hmm. Because if you're a member, if you're a member of an organization, you know, you probably do know a little more than the average person. You know, it's not, oh, this is sweet, I like it. You know, they um, you know, you ask questions and you want to yeah. learn. And so they do a nice job of making sure that they um, help to educate us about their winery. They might take us down into the cellar, you know, they might take us to the barrel room, they might give us a few extra tastings. Sometimes they comp the tasting. When we were in Michigan, we didn't pay for one tasting, you know, but we were buying wine to bring back, but they knew we were serious. And it was just a great experience and everyone loved the presentation. So, so we'll see what happens with our rosé soiree next month. I'm, I'm excited. Well, I, you know, I am a big, um, I'm a big rosé fan myself in the summertime. I mean, I like rosé year round and generally speaking, um, if I'm just going to grab a bottle, it's going to be red, you know, but, but when I'm looking like, especially in the summertime, I, there's nothing like a good rosé in my opinion. And I always thought that rosé, and this was just my uneducated understanding. I always thought rosés were based on Pinot Noir grapes. But what I have learned is that they're basically you can take any grape and make it into a Pinot Noir um, to a certain extent. But there's, I've had rosé that is based on Malbec grapes, based on Cab Franc grapes. So uh, and and honestly, have fallen in love year round with um, Prejean's Cab um, sure. Rosé, which is a, you, they use a Cab Franc grape in making the rosé, and it mm-hmm. is, I think it's like the combination of the the pepperiness from the Cab Franc. Um, however, Tom puts that you know, however he as the winemaker puts that together, it's a really unique rosé for me. And I, I do love Cab Francs as a general rule anyways. So, um, we tend to, um, so we tend to do like, I would call brown bag, brown bag tasting sometimes. And that one, that one shocks a lot of people. Uh, I mean, they know it's a rosé because of the color, but they can't quite figure out the grape. Um, and, and it's so fun to like, when you reveal it, it's so fun to say, you know, isn't this, isn't this unique? Isn't, and, and, and you could have a, the thing that I love about wine too, is it's just like life. And this is my opinion. This is why I always draw this connection is that you could have one vineyard have Cab Franc grapes and another vineyard have Cab Franc grapes. And once the winemaker is done with the grapes, you wouldn't even know they were from the same region sometimes. I know. It's pretty amazing. I love that. I love to see the spin that they put on it. So as you can tell, I mean, I would join just to be able to participate in that (laughs) that event. (laughs) What we're going to do is we're probably going to have two presenters, uh, which are going to be winemakers from the Finger Lakes. Uh, I'm not sure when we're going to do it yet because we just kind of decided last night. So we've been emailing all morning long with, you know, a certain group to figure out how we can pull it off uh, to, for people to be able to get the wines. Mm-hmm. That's what we're interested in. So, but yeah, it's a, um, it's a great group of people. Uh, they're, uh, and again, because it's been around for 52 years, you know, 53 years, um, there's a lot of older members. Um, there's, 
Um, but there's younger people now that are coming into it because they're, um, they want to learn. And yeah. there's not a lot of venues where you can really learn about a bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. You know, though you, there's a lot of tastings out there. So, and tastings are fine. Um, but if you want some, some more depth to your knowledge, then the AWS is really um, the way to do it um, for us anyway. I mean, it's worked for us and it's worked for a lot of people we know. And we've developed some pretty um, amazing friendships. Um, I, one friend that I met, she is in Virginia. And, you know, we just would see each other at the conference each year. And, you know, we ended up, we ended up good friends. And I ended up getting invited to Mexico for the migration of the monarchs last year. So it was, uh, it was, and she was going, she told me about it. I said, you know, I'd really like to do that because I'm a gardener. And it was probably uh, one of the most amazing experiences of my life. Millions and millions of monarchs. And it's all because of the AWS. You know, I met somebody, we became friends and look at where it developed, you know, it developed into something, you know, pretty So special. much more, so much more. Yeah. So, so you mentioned earlier that you, you're a nurse and that your husband retired um, and that he really, the reason that he started pursuing this education was because he had retired and just want to continue, which I, I, I think is lovely because I don't think education should ever stop. Um, what did your husband do prior to uh, retiring? What was his... Uh, he worked 20 years for Time Warner. Okay. Uh, oh, he worked for Time Warner, and but he had always, uh, he started drinking wine in the 70s. Uh, and he has some friends that have some, had some pretty amazing cellars. So he really got to taste some beautiful wines um, when you could get French wine that was inexpensive. Mm, and, wow. uh, and so he already had the palate. Mm-hmm. for um for wine and so he felt like it was something that he really wanted to mm-hmm. um to further and so along with getting his certification as a wine judge he did um an international certification out of England um and wow. it, uh, going towards master of wine and he stopped a diploma uh mainly because you know he said is it going to get me any more you know, am I, I'm traveling to Europe every year. I'm the director of a wine competition. We have wonderful friends that share their wine with us. Is it worth the extra money to purchase mm-hmm. all these different wines to learn about them when eventually I'll probably have one anyway with a friend mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. do, is it worth it? Is it going to change anything that I'm doing? And we decided, well, it's really not, you know, yeah. it's, so there wasn't the cost benefit there. Yeah, yeah, there wasn't. And we thought, well, you know, let's just um, take one step at a time. And as long as we're having fun doing what we're doing, mm-hmm. you know, then if you feel like you got the itch that you want to go on, they can't take away what you've already learned. That's right. <laughs> and then just when you're ready, you just go ahead and do it. So, so what kind of nursing did you do, Nancy? I, um, I, it's, it's interesting. I actually am a uh, homeopathic practitioner and an herbalist. 
I, uh, I was an operating room nurse and I did cardiothoracic nursing, uh, fresh out of nursing school. And then I had a son that was born with a very serious heart condition. And um, when he was five, they said there was nothing else they could do. And I went, uh-uh, I didn't buy it. So I uh, became an herbalist. I went back to school. I left the operating room. I went to community health nursing so I could work weekends and I could um, study during the week. And um, I started giving my son herbs and vitamins. And uh, he did great. And when he was nine, his cardiologist called me personally. He said, I want you to know I'm, I'm leaving Rochester. Um, I'm going to go do research. But I have to tell you, you have always been giving Sean the right supplements. I was never allowed to tell you. Oh my goodness. And so I knew then that I was doing what I was called to do. And so it was then that I knew that I had an opportunity to teach people about integrative medicine. And so I started Natural Alternatives and we just celebrated our 26th anniversary. Uh, on May 5th. Congratulations. Talk about following a path of passion. Well, I think it's about um, trusting your instincts. I just knew in my soul that it was the right thing to do. And I had no business background. I had none at all. I, um, I just knew this is what I was supposed to do. And I started out in my home. It was all word of mouth. And then I, um, I ended up opening up a small business. And then I, uh, I felt called to open up a wellness center. So I opened up this wellness center. Um, at the height of it, I had 10 practitioners and I had 3,600 square feet and it was very successful. It was wonderful. The practitioners were just amazing men and women. I, you know, the universe brought these incredible people to me and, um, and so it worked. I mean, it, it was very expensive um, as far as the rent. It was a high-end place, um, but I, it, was, it was working. And then my son died um, unexpectedly. Um, he was 26, mm-hmm. and I knew then that it was time for me to close the center. Mm-hmm. And so I closed the center. And I became a solo, well, it's not really a solo practice. I have two other practitioners and we're all part-time. And the rent is very inexpensive. I work two days a week. My landlord is wonderful. I, you know, come and go as I please. I'm able to travel. That's why we went to Santa Fe for five weeks last year. Uh, We've, we went to Michigan the year before for three weeks. So, um, I know that it's, it was a good move. And uh, I'm missing my clients now um, a lot. Uh, but I send them weekly newsletters. I talk to them on the phone. I fill their orders for their supplements. And um, I make sure that they know the latest of what's going on. Because there's so much information out there. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I have a client base of 1,200. So it's a, you know, it's a big client base. And, and um, I felt I had a responsibility to, um, to give them my best. 
just because I wasn't seeing them as a client, they still needed to have a voice of reason. And they had come to trust me. And, um, and I, I love them. Um, and so I make sure that I do my best for them. Um, and uh, so I'm opening up next week. I'm going to be doing Zoom meetings with my client. Uh, and we'll see what happens come June. But it's not like I fell off the face of the earth. I was very involved with them through this whole process. And I think that is what has um, made a difference. I've only had one client that had COVID. So I'm, I'm really proud of that. Um, mm-hmm. Was it because of the supplements? I'd like to believe that. Mm-hmm. But I think there were a lot of other factors that went into mm-hmm. it. But the fact mm-hmm. that I only had one, I was um, pretty excited about that. So when you say that, what is integrative medicine? Integrative medicine is where you look at um, the individual and you look at um, medications, all right? Medications are fine. Um, As a nurse, I I know medications. I don't know all the brand new ones, but I have a book that I look it up if I'm not sure Mm -hmm. of it. And so you look at medications, but you also look at diet. You look at nutrition, you look at uh, deficiencies, and you address those deficiencies, and, um, and it allows for the proper use of medication, because medication isn't bad. My son was on a heart medicine from the time he was six months old, but I can tell you, from the time he was six months old until he passed they never increased the dosing. Hmm. That's unheard of. He was six months old. He weighed 10 pounds. Because what happens is that your body, if your body gets the proper nutrition or, you know, the supplements, if they get supplements, supplements are meant to replace what's missing Hmm. in your body or what's missing in your diet. You know, so if you take proper um, supplementation, then you may not need as much medication or you may not have the side effects from the medication because Mm -hmm. you'll be able to take less of it. So integrative medicine looks at all of it. It looks at your, um, tell me about your job. Tell Mm -hmm. me, what's your home life like? You know, what, what do you do to bring you joy? You know, so it's not just medication. It's not just x-rays. It's not just blood work. It's not just supplements. It's looking at the whole, the whole person and Mm -hmm. saying, all right, let's integrate all these. Let's Mm -hmm. look at it and say, what is the best thing for you? Mm -hmm. And um, over the years, I have many, 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 many examples um, of where I, I, I told people, you know, you realize that your job is sucking the life out of you. (laughs) <laughs> you know, once you get a new job, you're not going to need all these supplements, you know? And so my clients know that my goal is not to sell them something. My goal is to help them. Uh, may they never know the diseases that we prevent. Mm-hmm. And that's what, um, you know, that's what integrative medicine is. I'm sure there's a formal definition, but, um, but that's what, um, that's what I see it is. And, um, and I have probably about an 80% success rate. So I have 20% that don't do well. Mm-hmm. Um, and is it non-compliance? Is it that they have something else more serious going on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that maybe they have uh, not addressed? 
Mm-hmm. Is it that, no, I can't, don't ask me to give up dairy. I can't give up dairy. I can't give up dairy. I said, okay, I, I'm not going to force anybody. Mm-hmm. No, but my goal is to educate. So when they come in, I want to make sure that they leave knowing that the money that they spent to see me was a good investment. And if it was money well spent, then I know that I have changed their life somehow. Yeah, my comment is never don't. I mean, I'll give up just about any food group except wine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the other thing that's pretty nice that people know what my husband does and our involvement in wine. So I have a lot of people that will ask me, okay, what's a good wine? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so it's multifaceted, you know, and I don't (laughs) profess to being a prude. You know, I'm not going to, um, I don't ask them to do something that I haven't tried, mm-hmm. you know, and I, that I've experienced. But I also realize that there's going to come a time when you're not supposed to have a certain food, but you're in France and mm-hmm. they've got French macaroons. Mm-hmm. You ha- then it makes sense for you to have it. And I tell people, if you're going to cheat on your diet, just make sure it's the very best. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, a doctor once asked me um, if there were if I could give two foods that I wouldn't, you know, give up. What would it be? And I said, Well, does it does it have to be like a physical food, or can it be like anything? And he said, Well, just two things that you would never want to give up from your diet. And I said, Bacon and wine. I can't give up anything else. And then I I said, Well, actually, probably coffee and wine would be, and then bacon would be a really strong, like third, if I could give three. And he's like, okay. <laughs> like, no, you don't understand. It doesn't even have to be like caffeine coffee. It's just the flavor of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoy it. And I really enjoy exploring. I think it's just like wine. I enjoy exploring the different regions that coffee comes from too, because there's oh, very different- Flavors, right? So, so it's very interesting, Nancy. That um, so for the for twenty six years, you said you've been running um, an integrative health company, and you know, I think for women, a lot of the podcast listeners are women. There are some men, and I don't mean to gender base this at all, but I think um, women my age, late forties, early fifties we notice some major changes going on. And so for the men that are listening, your wives are going to go through this if they haven't already. And when you go to a traditional uh, doctor, we're told, well, you're, you know, you are at that age. And I, I did have a doctor well, tell me that. That's so I'm like, what, and I'm, I'm like, and what age would that be? You know, like, my attitude came out to say that to me, that's an excuse that you don't want to figure out what's really going on with me. And I know that, you know, I know that I'm aging. I'm looking in the mirror and I'm seeing that I'm aging. You don't need to tell me that I'm aging. I I get that, but that doesn't mean I want to be old. Right. That's right. And so tell me what to do to um, enhance the, the nutrients that we can put into our body to enhance um, 
reparative measures. Tell me what to do. And when they, well, you have to reduce stress. Well, everybody has to reduce stress. You know, I do meditate. I do stretch. I do exercise. I do. But we live in a world where stress is just there by nature of living. That's right. Um, So yes, I have a stressful job. I'm dealing with people's finances. Um, You're saying I should quit my job that I love, by the way, you know, um, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, okay, who do I get to meet with today? And what, whose life do I get to change because of the recommendations that I make? I I don't think my job or running a company is actually the stress that you think it is, but it's the stress that you accuse it of being. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that, that, um, that frustrates me in a lot of ways. And in a lot of ways I've kind of given up on like the traditional medical system because I just, I, I feel like our system is really good at treating, but not very good at preventing. Well, I call, I call it the cause and effect. You have this, you do this. You have this, you do this. Um, and the medical doctors are excellent with that because that's how they're taught. But when you have someone that comes to you that has um, something that doesn't show up on x-ray, doesn't show up on any testing, doesn't show up on blood work. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, I don't know what to do for you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's where someone like me uh, plays a very key role. Um, I think doctors, um, I, I feel bad for doctors. You know, I, I do because they are um, expected to see mm-hmm. 50 people a day. Mm-hmm. How can you adequately know somebody mm-hmm. if all you have is 12 minutes? Yeah. I spend can, two hours can, with clients, you know, <laughs> when I meet with them, a lot of times it's two, it's an hour and a half to two hours. So right. we don't see, we don't take more than three, maybe four appointments in a really, really, really stacked day because we can't. If right. we're really going to get to know their situation, we can't. And, right. and yes, what I do is important. And you know, it's very near and dear to a lot of people, but it's not their life and death. So how is it that a doctor who is dealing with life and death can only spend 12 to 15 minutes with every patient? And then somebody like me says, no, I can't spend less than an hour and a half with you. Right. I just and can't I do it. Between an hour and an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. You know, every visit is that long. Because, but I know that. I know that through this whole virus, um, when people called me, I, I could say to them, do you trust me that I'm going to find you the right supplement? Mm-hmm. And invariably, they said, of course, because they know that I'm not, uh, my goal is not to sell them something. My goal is to find them the best supplement. And that supplement might be at the uh, vitamin store down the street, mm-hmm. or it might be at Wegmans, or it might be online. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. once we've established what their program is. I don't like people bringing supplements in in the beginning um, for a couple reasons. Number one, I don't know the quality of that product. Mm-hmm. You know, when I first started in business, uh, one of the companies that I worked with was um, out of Utah. I flew to Utah and met with the chemist of the company because I knew that because I hit that RN after my name, People were going to, if I told them that I wanted, I wanted them to uh, buy, you know, snake oil, 
<laughs> they would do it because of that RN. So I knew I had a responsibility to make sure that the products I had were quality. And I have done that. I, I don't fly to the companies as much as I used to, <laughs> but um, I speak with the president of the companies that I do business with or one of the, you know, the officers to mm-hmm. find out, okay, tell me about this. Mm-hmm. And I've just done that all along. And, um, and so it, it, it works, you know, it's exciting, you know, it, it is, it's, um, I, I know that if I tell someone, this is what I think, I'm probably right. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to be, um, not to be cocky about it, mm-hmm. but you don't, you don't do um, herbs and vitamins and have a strong medical background for 26 years and not have some type of just experience mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. um, what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And so that's been my, um, you know, I think that's been my gift that I have given to clients over the years. I mean, I've learned as I've come along. I know a lot more now than I did 26 years ago. Of course, we all do. I mean, 26 years ago, I didn't give them my best. Mm -hmm. You know, my best is whatever it is today. Because tomorrow might be something different. I might learn something or, you know, oh, I learned this. Especially a beautiful example is going through this virus. You know, I went through all my newsletters that I sent out because every week since um, February, I was sending out newsletters and I compared to how they changed based on information that I received. And I was ahead of it. I started uh, suggesting masks to my clients weeks before it ever hit the news because I thought it was, you know, because I learned, I saw it I and it was coming up often enough that I said, all right. I think people have to be really careful, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that, that, that they don't get this. So if there was a piece of, you mentioned like you, you're your best now because you have 26 years of experience under your belt. Um, what's your next, you know, what's the, to bring the two uh, relationships together, I guess you want to say, what's the next grape you're going to plant in your vineyard? Well, you know, that's, I'm actually, you know, I'm going to be 65, you know, so what do I want to do? What is the next part of my, um, my, what's the next grade? I, um, I think it's going to be about um, surrounding myself with really great women. Uh, that's my next grade. Um, yeah. I want to be with women of substance. I want to be with women that um, are, that I can have great conversations with, that I can say something that might be a little crazy, or I could be struggling with something. And I know that they are going to be there to, um, to be my rock. Yeah, that's a great Boy, I hope that I'm one of the the vines that you plant in that portion of your vineyard because (laughs) in the few conversations that we've had, I mean, there's obviously a a common interest, but I think there's just so, I can't, you know, there's so much more to unpack um, 
in, in the things that you're doing and, and some of the next phases, it kind of brings me to the, the final question before we go into our nourish your vine section, which is, you know, what is your definition of, of success? I think, um, my definition of success is, um, Hmm. I would say it's knowing that I've made a difference in the life of somebody because my life has always been about service. And if I know that I've made a difference and that person is better for it, then I know their family is better Mm -hmm. for it and their interpersonal relationships are better. And, um, and it's a it's a win win. I mean, I you mentioned Carrie um, Carrie Gibson. Uh-huh. Well, I met Carrie. Um, now Carrie, her son passed away, and she wrote a book. Uh-huh. Um, well, when my son passed away, I started sending angels to mothers who had passed, uh-huh. uh, whose children had passed, and I've been doing it. My son passed away in 2012. I have sent. 3,500 angels and they don't know who I am. These women, you know, just to mothers. Cause somebody said, what about fathers? I said, the fathers can take care of themselves. <laughs> I'm looking at the mothers, mm-hmm. you know, this is, this is a big deal and, and it never goes away. And so I met Carrie and which is how I met you mm-hmm. was because of what I call the angel club. And so you know, that is, that's a great service for me. It's very it's a huge service. No, but it's I, a huge service. It makes me feel good because my son was the ultimate volunteer. And I said, as long as I can afford it, I am going to do this. And, but I have gotten so much more from it because the thank you notes that I get and the people I have met because of it, mm-hmm. I, I know it was, um, I, I just, uh, it humbles me. It, it humbles well, me. And, and Carrie addresses that in her book. She, she talks about how meaningful it was to get that angel. And her point, I think, it, you know, and having to had that conversation with her, her point around really putting that in the book is that I don't, I, just an example, I don't have children and I've certainly lost uncles and I've lost grandparents, you know, I've lost loved ones for sure, but I don't know other than pets. I don't know what it's like to lose something that has called me or I felt like I'm a mother to, and I can't, I can have sympathy, but I cannot have empathy. I don't know what you are going through emotionally. Um, you do. Carrie does. And both of you are certainly angels to this world and what you've done and sharing your grief in a way that's uh, helping others enormously in a time where they just feel like they are alone because nobody knows what they're going through. That's right. So um, I definitely think that uh, you have more than once... um, have met your definition of success, but I, I, I know that there's so much more that, um, that you have inside of you to continue to continue that. And I can't, I I would love to have you back in, you know, six months or a year just to talk about some of the things, how, 
the integrative medicine has changed it from, you know, what it, what it was through this whole situation that we're in right now, what it's become, um, how you've been able to do some of the wine events that you're talking about. And, and by then I'm sure I'll probably be a, a member, um, maybe a member in the next three minutes. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, and then, and, and just to see how, how that progress has come, because, um, I think it's very interesting in today's world. I do think that one of the things that has positively come out of this is that people have slowed down a bit. Mm-hmm. And realized some things about themselves that um, maybe they're not feeling well and they don't know what has caused it. Or maybe they are um, they are liking the fact that every weekend they're not going somewhere and it's time for them to take a, a pivot and focus on their health. And, and, you know, I have a mission to say that if you're in your late 40s, early 50s and the doctors say to you, well, you are getting older, that we, we rebel, this X generation that's coming up, we might be small in size, but we're awful loud in voice. So, <laughs> so it's time that we start to look at, at other options and figure out, um, you know, what our choices are. So I would love to have you back and, and, oh, and they would be more about the this has been very enjoyable. I've never done a podcast before and, um, and it has, it's been very, it was really very relaxing. I was a little good. I'm glad to hear that. I was exercising and then all of a sudden I had a, a, a note that came up on my calendar, Amy Irvine. And I'm looking and I'm thinking, Oh, <laughs> I said, Oh, my podcast. So I apologize for the way I look. No, you know? no worries. Said, You're all sweaty. I said, well, that's all right. Nobody's going to smell me. No, we're going to hear you. We're not going to smell you. <laughs> I do have one final question that I want to throw out at you before we, we, we finally close. And that is, if you could just take a few minutes, um, we, we call this our, our nourish your vine section, uh, where, where we ask you to share one financial lesson that you've learned in your life that you wish somebody had told you when you were younger? Well, that it's a very easy question to answer because when I was fresh out of nursing school, I was a charge cardaholic. I had a charge card and I, I can still remember the first time I used it and I raked up $10,000 in debt. So if there is one, um, gift that I have now is that I will never have a balance on my charge cards. Never, 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 never. If I think that it's something that I really don't know if I can afford, I wait. I don't buy it. And what if it was an emergency? Do you have an emergency fund so that you would never need to use your credit card like that? Well, Yes, I do. Um, it, that's the other thing that was um, interesting is that my son um, became, well, when my son passed away, um, I had um, taken a home equity loan just to have it in case. Never uh-huh. thought I'd need it. And I ended up having to plan for a funeral. Uh-huh. So um, I had to use my home equity loan, but my... Um, but I made triple payments until mm-hmm. it was all paid off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's certain debt we're going to have, whether it's a house, whether it's a car payment. Um, I remember I saw this car 
um, that I really wanted. It was this Volvo. It was beautiful. So I called my accountant, who's a friend of mine. I said, I said, this is such a great car. And she said, well, how much are the payments? I said, well, there's 600 and change a month. And she said, well, do you want to be car poor? There you go. And so I ended up buying my Honda and I love yeah, it. Yeah, I love Hondas. <laughs> <laughs> well, please, Nancy, share where people can reach you both for the integrative uh, medicine as well as the American Wine Society. How can they find out more about both of those items? Uh, you could go to uh, the AmericanWineSociety.org and you can find out about the American Wine Society. They have a great website. Uh and then if you're inter- interested in my services, um, I have a website. It's uh, www.naturalalternativeswebster.com. And it's all one word. Um, and it talks a little bit about myself, the other two practitioners. Um, and, you know, it's, it's very uh, rudimentary, you know, it's not a foo-foo website because uh, computer stuff isn't my thing. I'd rather, rather do one-on-one, mm-hmm. but, um, but at least you can get the number of the office. I'm there mm-hmm. on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and um, the rest of the time, I, uh, I'm off gardening or rug hooking. <laughs> <laughs> Which is where it should be. <laughs> or drinking some great wine. Well, we so appreciate you taking time out of your exercise schedule as well as your schedule in general to share with us the the journey that you've gone through, the story of, of um, how you've come to the Wine Society, American Wine Society, and your own practice. And certainly, I meant what I said. We'd love to have you back on once this all kind of works its way through or continues to be out there and what you've done um, between now and you know six months or a year and how the American Wine Society has actually pivoted as well to to be able to do some of these uh, virtual events um, but thank you again for being on the show thank you Amy it really was a pleasure and we'll talk soon And that will about do it for today's episode of Wine and Dime. You can contact Amy through the website, www.rootedpg.com or amy at rootedpg.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at rootedpg for the latest news. And if you have any questions, comments, or topics you would like to hear about, feel free to let us know. And don't forget to rate and subscribe the show wherever you get your podcasts. And again, thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next time.